1: Hello, everybody. I'm Dennis Prager. I hope you had a good weekend. You realize how quickly it gets back to, I hope you had a good weekend, May 1st, ladies and gentlemen, May Day in the Communist World. And if you saw my producer, he is dressed all in red to honor the workers of the world. Is that right? The proletariat. Do you still have that sign up in in your house? Proletariat of the World Unite? You have nothing to lose but your chains? That's your other producer. Oh, that was my other producer. Okay. Yeah, No, Sean, that's right. Sean has it up because he has a red beard. It's fitting. It is totally fitting. Sean was born with a communist predilection. Mayday. Oh, God. I wonder how many of you, my listeners, uh, who are, let's say, under 60, ever heard of Mayday. Did Rick ever hear of Mayday? Why? Because you were communist in your youth? Oh May! No, that May Day is totally different, isn't that when you're 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 in terrible condition uh, and you're about to uh, leave this particular sojourn of life? Yes, you're sinking or crashing. That is odd. How did May Day become that? We're we're about to die. Anyway, uh, hello to you all. It was, it, it was the, uh, it comes, from the comes from the French. All right. Thank you. Thomas Sowell. So Thomas Sowell in his book, what was the name of his book where he spoke about liberals and the left, not caring about uh, the consequences. It's one of his most famous uh, books. He has a great term for it. Uh, I'll get it for you. Tom Sowell, among others, but he really explained it so well. A feature of leftism and liberalism is not asking what is the cost. That is the whole issue here with the movement toward uh, green what is the cost to the economy, to people's quality of life, to others, to other aspects of safety. So here's here's an example. We're rushing into electric vehicles. Axios has this piece. EVs, that's electric vehicles, are much heavier than gas vehicles and that's posing safety problems. Vehicles are adding poundage as the auto industry goes electric And that's problematic for traffic safety, parking garages, and roads. Hmm. Electric vehicles can be anywhere. See, I I, I didn't... Did you know this? Can be anywhere from hundreds to thousands of pounds heavier than similarly sized gas vehicles because EV batteries are so much heavier than engines. For example, the 2023 GMC Hummer EV, a full-size pickup, weighs more than 9,000 pounds, sporting a 2,900-pound battery. In comparison, the 2023 GMC Sierra, also a full-size pickup, weighs less than 6,000 pounds, according to Kelley Blue Book. It's it's 3,000 pounds lighter, the gas version. Now, you have to understand, well, I'll continue. The average weight of U.S. vehicles has already increased from about 3,400 pounds to 4,300 pounds. That's 900 pounds heavier over the last 30 years. Americans have ditched passenger cars for pickups and SUVs. Safety watchdogs are raising concerns after the recent deadly collapse of a parking garage in New York City. Wow. This is a very serious piece makes perfect sense. The more electrical vehicles, how are these old garages not going to collapse? They did. Traffic safety is particularly concerning. In crashes, the baseline fatality probability increases 47% for every 1,000 additional pounds in the vehicle. And the fatality risk is even higher if the striking vehicle is a light truck. SUV, pickup truck, or minivan, according to a 2011 study, National Bureau of Economic Research. Since we're seeing pedestrian and roadway fatalities at record levels, this is the Center for Auto Safety Acting Executive Director, Michael Brooks. Since we're seeing pedestrian and roadway fatalities at record levels, the introduction of more weight into crashes via EVs, will complicate any attempt to reduce the ongoing fatality crisis that has showed no signs of abating. In a speech in January, National Transportation Safety Board Chair Jennifer Homendi praised the effort to reduce carbon emissions by switching to EVs, but warned of the, quote, unintended consequences being more death on our roads. She acknowledges it. So what, right? So you die today because because modeling systems say you you'll die in uh, it, by the end of the century of rising oceans and heat unintended consequences you know that I actually, I've, I've come up with a working definition of fanatic. The fanatic believes that normal moral rules do not apply because his or her cause is that significant. The other definition of fanatic is one who doesn't, way consequences. Good definitions, right? And that, that's what you have here. This is a fanaticism. All leftism is fanaticism. There is fanaticism occasionally on the right, but all, all leftism is fanaticism. Unintended consequences is more more people dying in crashes, obviously more people permanently injured, More garages crushed by the weight of, of the electrical vehicle. But hey, we're saving the world. While the Manhattan parking garage collapse in early April was not blamed on EVs, the disaster nonetheless underscored an issue of growing concern whether aging roads and old garages can handle all the extra weight. Of course they can't. They're not made to. Less than two weeks before the collapse, a British Parking Association official recommended that parking structures integrate higher load-bearing weights amid concerns about more EVs, the Telegraph reported. Can automakers make batteries more energy efficient so that they weigh less yet still pack a powerful punch? Well, Michael Brooks, the Center for Auto Safety uh, Director, says, unless we see incredibly rapid advances in battery design and f- vehicle designs and taking smart steps like using battery energy density gains to save weight rather than extend range, that's really what people want. <laughs> <laughs> well, we decided to put a lower battery. You could go 100 miles or opening the doors to battery swapping we are likely to see many additional many additional deaths and injuries attributable solely to the added weight of ev batteries and it won't matter no- nothing matters you know they're fanatics because they oppose nuclear power that's that's the proof that these people are fanatics. They want to change the world, not make the world better. They want to change. There, there is almost an erotic component of excitement in change. It gives their lives meaning. Change. This is a worrisome uh, article. Are you familiar with Axios? Yeah, sure. It's good stuff. Yeah, sometimes. Sometimes. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Well, you'll have to explain that to me later. Well, th- this was obviously uh, accurate because of the people cited. That—that's how I know. One eight Prager seven seven six. When uh, when we get back, I am going to read to you a description of Tucker Carlson in a New York Times magazine article on Tucker Carlson. Not, not a column, not an opinion piece, an article on Tucker Carlson. You realize that people who rely on the New York Times, they live in a different world than those of you listening to this show. COVIDTaxRelief.org got a small retail business, almost $80,000. COVIDTaxRelief.org got a manufacturing business, nearly $250,000. And COVIDTaxRelief.org just got a large distribution business, almost $900,000. If you run a business, church, or nonprofit and pay your employees through all or part of the pandemic, you could qualify for up to $26,000 per employee through the government's CARES Act. But beware of clickbait or pay-up-front companies that make you do the work and take a huge percentage of your refund. Covidtaxrelief.org receives a low, reasonable commission only after you receive your refund. And with 300 CPAs and tax experts, no one is better at getting you the maximum benefit than covidtaxrelief.org. Visit covidtaxrelief.org now because this plan expires soon. That's covidtaxrelief.org, covidtaxrelief.org. Refund examples are not a guarantee and not all businesses qualify. New York Times, article on Tucker Carlson. New York Times Magazine, yesterday. This is their description. At Fox, he exercised power in ways that were new and unique for a cable star. He was a sophisticated political operator as much as he was a talented television host. To an astonishing, unsettling degree as he continued to thrive while making racist and sexist comments and earning the praise of neo-Nazis. There, there's Tucker Carlson for you. He appeals to neo-Nazis and he makes racist and sexist comments. How
0: many neo-Nazis are there? It's not a very
1: big audience. That's a very, very good point, Mr. Producer. How many of his listeners are neo-Nazis? They actually do. I read the article. I can't... The time I invest in nonsense, I should... God should reward me. And they quoted the The Stormer, the official Nazi Party magazine. Now, I'm curious, how many of you listening... Know somebody who subscribes to the Stormer. I only know one. And he's uh, vaping right now. Hey, how much is your subscription to the Stormer, Sean? I got it through a subscription with a bunch of other It was uh-huh. <laughs> a good response. He got it through a subscription with some other magazines: Mechanics Illustrated, Popular Science, yeah, At Boy's Life, and they threw in the Stormer, and and you thought it was about storms. You know, you're away, you, boy. Boy, were you wrong? <laughs> How does the New York Times know that the Stormer praised Tucker Carlson? <laughs> Did they have a subscription? <laughs> you know, it reminds me of a terrible, dark Jewish joke of two Jews on a on a Berlin subway in the 1930s in the early days of the Nazi regime when they could still go on public transport, Jews, and so on. So the Jew is reading Der Sturmer. This is where the Sturmer got its name. Der Sturmer... The official Nazi magazine or newspaper. So the Jew looks at the other Jew and says, What, what, are, you, what are you reading? What are you reading that for? He goes, All these horrible things said about Jews all the time, but I read the Nazi publica- publication and I see we, ru- we run the world. <laughs> it's a nice, dark. Did you ever hear that joke? It's a nice, dark, dark Jewish joke. It's really it, it is something if if Tucker Carlson had to rely on the Nazi audience, <laughs> uh, I don't think he'd have a very large uh, turnout. This is the New York Times that's uh, this is this is typical. this is not exceptional. Any uh, also this notion sexist comments. Do you know, I've been accused of sexism because I have said all of my broadcast life that we have to raise uh, girls to control their natures just as we have to raise boys to control their natures. In the case of boys, violence, aggression, and sexual predatory behavior. In in girls, it's emotions. But just saying that renders me sexist because you... you uh, If you say anything critical of even female nature, let alone a female, then it's sexist. And I'll tell you why. Because on the left, truth is not a value. So they don't ask, is it true that women have to control their emotions? Just like men have to control their difficult side, if you will. They don't ask, is it true? Is it true is not a left-wing question. Does it hurt our feelings is a left-wing question. Can we use the comment to destroy the person who made the comment? That's a left-wing question. I think uh, Media Matters, which is left-wing and therefore truth is not a value there, uh, they, they monitor this show regularly. I always wonder, since I make so much common sense, why doesn't it affect the people who monitor the show? Why doesn't anything I say, and I'll tell you why, because they don't ask, does it make sense? That's not a left-wing question. It's can we use it to destroy the person and the movement? That's a left-wing question. Sexist, yeah, sexist, racist. What, what racist comments has he made? Racist. It's amazing that they continue to use these terms even though they've been raped of their meaning. What, God, when I grew up, if you said someone was a racist, it was, it was very horrible. Because it was meant and it was serious and it was true. Now it's just a left wing term to try to invalidate what a conservative says. You're against affirmative action? You're a racist. You want to be colorblind and say color doesn't matter? You're a racist. See, If color matters, you're not a racist. But if color doesn't matter to you, you are a racist. That's what your kids learn in college. You my love and me right Hello everybody, I'm Dennis Prager. And we're talking about... A lot. <laughs> That's what we're talking about. Life. Arcadia, California, and Tom. Hello, Tom. Uh, uh, how are you? I'm well, thank you. Good,
0: good. I've heard, and I'm in. I'm in industry, so I, I hear. I hear uh, my ear to the rail a lot. I'm in sales and marketing. Uh, that. Uh, Well, you're talking about the electric cars, in addition to not being able to dispose of the batteries and all kinds of other things that the left doesn't tell you about. uh, Jaws of life. Uh, Emergency fire cannot use the conventional jaws of life because of all the electrical wiring that's going on in the side panels and throughout the frame.
1: That's fascinating. Yeah.
0: You can't use a wow. job. So wow. the, the roof the roof you're parking in, it doesn't kill you. The jaws of life. You can't you can't get out of your car.
1: Well, wow, thank you. Remember that I have a w I have a working definition, two working definitions of a fanatic or fanaticism. Not asking about the consequences is one of them. This, this article that I read to you is very worrisome. I, I, I cannot imagine that some roadways and garage floors will not collapse. I did not know the weight difference between a gas vehicle and electric vehicle until I read this article. When you add how electrical, how the batteries for the electric car are made with the lithium, the slave labor that is used, and how it benefits China. There are a lot of bad consequences to the electric car. And I say this knowing that a a man who is doing a, a, an immense amount of good, of course, is the great maker of them, Elon Musk. But I actually do believe that telling the truth is the most important thing the human being can do. Irvine, California, Peggy. Hello, Peggy.
2: Oh, Dennis, it's a pleasure to talk to you, and you're my hero of America.
1: Thank and you. I
2: just wanted to make a little comment when you were talking about May Day. I'm seven. I'm over 70 years old, and when I was a kid in um, California, the teachers would have us make these little paper baskets, and then you'd cut out some flowers that you colored, and then when you went home, you hung it on a doorknob of um, someone in the neighborhood. You just pick them randomly. Usually, it's you know to the the little grandma or something like that. But it's it's funny how.
1: Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I I want to review that.
2: Uh-huh. This was
1: a regular public school.
2: Yes. Uh huh. Yeah. In in and, the, and, and the Anaheim was, area.
1: <laughs> well, I, and <laughs> I, I'm not. Was it a red flower? No,
2: what it was, you... you it no, a cutout. It was a cutout.
1: It, it was a cutout. I, I, yeah, cutout I understand. A, but what, yeah. what, you, did, did you say a, a cutout flower?
2: Yeah, what they did is you made these little paper baskets. You weaved paper together, and it looked yeah. like a little basket. And then she'd give you a, another piece of paper with flowers on it, and you'd color them, and then cut them out and put them in the little basket. Right,
1: so why, why did all of this symbolize...
2: You know, it really was nothing. Oh, students, it's uh, uh, May Day today, so we'll make these baskets, and then you take it home and hang it on someone's...
1: Was the teacher's first name Comrade?
2: Well, that's what I'm telling you, what, what, <laughs> what i after all these years of thinking. It was the beginning of the change, trying to interject that's something... It's amazing to me. You know, yeah, something wonderful for May Day, when in fact it was not.
1: So we're talking the 1960s. correct. That is mind blowing. <laughs> I can say this with great certitude. At my yeshiva we did not celebrate May Day. <laughs> it was just a spring thing. Just a spring thing? Yeah, that's all they were doing. There was no communism. Yeah. No, no, I know there was no communism. I, I I'm kidding around about comrade, but still, uh I I never heard of that. As may day just oh the sp- spring is here S- spring spring arrived six weeks earlier actually M- march twenty third or twenty second whatever it is <laughs> anyway i'm I'm kidding about the comrade don't worry about it. I don't see a communist over under every bed. I see a communist unfortunately where they really are and it has really caught on the whole marxist agenda just when you thought it couldn't get any better michael mendel with my pillow is launching the my pillow 2.0 When Mike invented MyPillow, it had everything you could ever want in a pillow. Now, nearly 20 years later, he discovered a new technology that makes it even better. The MyPillow 2.0 has the patented adjustable fill of the original MyPillow, and now with a brand new fabric that is made with a temperature-regulating thread. The MyPillow 2.0 is the softest, smoothest, and coolest pillow you'll ever own. For my listeners, the MyPillow 2.0 is buy one, get one free offer with promo code Prager. MyPillow 2.0 temperature regulating technology is 100% made in the USA and comes with a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee. Just go to MyPillow.com and click on the radio listeners square. To the buy one, get one free offer, enter promo code Prager or call 800-761-6302 to get your MyPillow 2.0 now. Hi, everybody. Dennis Prager here. I got another definition. I, this is really a, pro, a productive day for me. Never say deal. I got uh, I got a third definition for fanaticism. I'm going to write this up one day. By the way, you know what my column is about this week? What I spoke about in our synagogue on on the Sabbath on Shabbat. The animals issue. It's a very important issue. Because my my beloved dog Otto died last week. And I am personally amazed at the hole in the house that that has left. So I've really reflected on this and the human relationship to animals. Anyway... I don't know what that had to do with anything, and the answer is it didn't. So here's a third definition. The first th- first definition of a fanatic is all moral norms may be violated because his cause is so morally great. Second, consequences don't matter, like uh, the number of people who will die because of how heavy the electrical car is. And third, they are incapable of ever saying... Okay, it's not a big deal. Everything is a big deal. What, what is, oh, he had a great uh, phrase. Jeremy Boring, the head of uh, Daily Wire. Purity, death,
0: spiral.
1: Yes, that, he, we, he was talking about religious life today. And he is a, a, an evangelical Christian. He was a pastor. He's sort of a genius in what he has done at the Daily Wire with Ben Shapiro. And he's a very special man, I, I must uh, I must uh, tell you this. I've known him for years. And he came up with a very powerful phrase about what's happening in religious life, which is sort of a mirror of left-wing life. And what, which is the first word? Purity death spiral. Purity, death spiral. Yeah, purity death spiral. Um, I have never... Been for purity. I have, I have been for the best. I, I have been guided by the best is the enemy of the better. When I said in my debate with a, a Catholic podcaster it's a few weeks ago, I am not. In, I am not particularly interested in making saints. I want to make good people. That's a good example. I, I'm not. I'm not in the in the business of making pure people some people may actually reach a level of purity that that's beautiful that's fine but there's so much evil in the world how about let's working on people being good that's not easy to be a good person you're not good if you don't murder that although that's a big help given how much murder there was in the 20th century it's a great that's a great issue for the uh for the, the Ultimate Issues Hour. Nikki Haley on abortion. Did you see that? She said, you know, she's pro-life. But she says, we have to compromise or we lose everything. That's not a pure position. Like, a, like rape and incest. Of course, the, a, a child is a child, whether it's conceived in rape or conceived in love. That's, of course, it's a fact. But we don't live in a world where you can aim for the pure and win. Or achieve the pure and win. 1 8 Prager 776. Okay, let's see. I have another uh, cool one for you here. So, you know, one of my favorite things to read are comments on articles. And many in many cases, like the New York Times, you have to be a subscriber, which my producer and I are, and then you can make a comment. So I read the comments, both right and left. So, listen, there was a piece on kids being more... Disturbed than ever. And uh, next hour, I'm going to talk to you about this 18-year-old boy who committed suicide because of a false rape charge. That story, I can't get out of my head. Anyway, New York Times article on how many kids are uh, suffering from psychological problems? In large measure, because of policies and thing and, and well, p- policies of the left. No religion, lockdowns. So uh, one is that kids are scared that they'll die because of climate change. That is now always given as a reason for the mental health decline in kids because of the existential threat of climate change. So listen to this comment. I promise you no other talk show host found this comment. I am obsessed with the comments, because that gives you an insight into how people think. Michael in New York, climate change is indeed an existential threat, One that alarms me and one that does not receive sufficient serious attention, which is hilarious. Okay, but that's not why I'm reading to you. It doesn't receive serious sufficient attention? Okay. This is why I'm reading this to you. But I am a child psychiatrist, and my career is largely seeing children who have made suicidal gestures and attempts. I cannot recall a single such child who has mentioned climate change. (laughs) It is almost always a breakup with a partner, a fight with a parent, or other interpersonal problems. Not one has mentioned climate change. Hello, everybody. I'm Dennis Prager. And in Tampa, Florida... One of my favorite places in the country, Andrea. Hello.
3: Hi, hi, Dennis. How are you today?
1: Really well, thank you. I
3: uh, I called in because I heard your comment about Nikki Haley and about being pure with the abortion, right? Um, order. and so I was um very pro-abortion, very secular home. I grew up in mm-hmm. four boroughs. My my mom and dad were just very you know liberal, and um. It wasn't until I met my husband, who I actually lost last year, a uh, super Christian, really great guy, and had my own kids, my two girls, that I became <laughs> anti-abortion, and um, I just think she's so right, because you got to bring people along slowly.
1: Oh, so you, you, see you agree it? with her?
3: <laughs> yeah, I Oh, wait yeah, one second. Be-
1: <laughs> yeah, it says here, disagrees with Dickie Haley, Right? So you, no, you, oh, no, you no. oh you oh you agree. True. Oh yeah. Um, well, th- this is dramatic like, because you have really come to be pro-life and still agree with her. Ma'am. Yes, that's what I'm saying.
3: Yeah, I think she's right. I think you can't beat people over the head with it. My two daughters are pro-choice and they're very Christian, you know, and they love the Lord. But they don't agree that you should tell somebody what to do with their own body. And they, I think, will come to it.
1: Yeah, well, there is an answer. Please have them watch my video on abortion. It's only five minutes. It's at PragerU. I will. They watch you anyway. Oh, good, good. Thank you. Thank you so much. Bless you. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. Take care.
3: Thank you. Thank you, Dennis. You're
1: welcome. You're welcome. God bless you. My video, which is, I think, the most widely viewed video on abortion on the internet uh, is not about uh, legality and i make that clear in the beginning it's only about the morality of abortion purity is is between you and god but between you and and the the rest of the world purity is is not a great uh, is not a great goal life is too messy human nature is too messy being a good, kind, honest, courageous person that that's a pretty good goal. So it's become clear to me on, on many on many grounds this issue of purity. What's our timing there, Mr. McConnell? All right, my friends. I have a story that has actually gnawed at me. You have to understand how many stories I read to prepare for any any day show. This one has gnawed at me. I wrote a piece about 35 years ago, the rape of a name is a, is also rape. You will see what I mean when we come back. Hi, everybody. Hope you had a good weekend. I was thinking before I said I hope you have a good weekend, on a scale of 1 to 10, how much do I hope you had a good weekend? you got to admit that is not a normal mind. <laughs> is that fair? That that is not A normal person doesn't think about that. I hope you had a good weekend and then say, well, how much do you really hope that? So I was thinking on a scale of 1 to 10... I don't, know, I don't know how... Well, first, I don't know how you'd measure it. Because I really hoped that the the Florida Panthers would beat the Boston Bruins. And they did. And what was my scale on that? <laughs> Truth is, I really do hope you had a good weekend. Okay. And now that that is over, we return to planet Earth. So... I wrote a piece, I think it was in Prager Perspective. I first wrote Ultimate Issues in the 1980s. People subscribed to my newsletter, Ultimate Issues. And then I wrote the Prager Perspective. Ultimate Issues came out four times a year. I worked out much of my theology in Ultimate Issues. And had had thousands of subscribers. It was It was... I actually typeset it myself on the, when I look back, the most primitive DOS software. It took me so long to set it up, but I didn't have the money to send it to a typesetter. That was a work of love. I wrote in Prager Perspective that the rape of a name is also rape. And, of course, the usual crowd do not, do not understand moral subtleties, i.e., the left, uh, attacked me for the article. How could you possibly compare the rape of a name to the rape of a body? Right. I, well, I think you should speak to the parents of a son who was falsely accused, You should speak to the wife of a husband falsely accused and then tell me what you think. I have a story for you. Every aspect of it is sickening. And it's from the New York Times, as it happens. April 30. That was yesterday. Happy May Day. The Lawrenceville School in New Jersey on Sunday, so if this was April 30, that was Sunday, so was it last Sunday? I guess so. Made a remarkable admission of failure and committed to a new focus on mental health. Okay, well, I'll read more. Last April, Jack Reed, a 17-year-old junior at one of the nation's elite boarding schools, how elite, I think I saw that what was the price tuition board board it's a boarding school, something like seventy thousand dollars. unless I had a child who ached to go there and was a, an academic preoccupied with academics, I would never send a child to such a place. Well, you'll see why in a moment. Last April, Jack Reed, a 70-year-old junior, one of the nation's elite boarding schools, tucked a Bible into his gym shorts and a note into his pocket directing his parents to a Google document explaining his feelings of despair. Then, inside his dorm room, he took his own life. By the way, folks, you you don't know this, but they no longer say on the left committed suicide. Are you Are you aware of that? They say died by suicide or took his own life. Do you know exactly what com- why committed suicide is improper? Because they, if they don't change, they're not alive. On Sunday, the anniversary of Jack's death, the Lawrenceville School in New Jersey offered an extraordinary admission of failure, publicly acknowledging that it had been aware that Jack was being bullied by other students but that it had fallen, quote, tragically short of its obligation to protect him. This is sickening. The New York Times, the Lawrenceville School, and apparently the parents have all collaborated in making the issue bullying rather than false rape charge. Uh, this, the, the kid's death, I uh, was obsessed with since reading the piece, and I'm equally obsessed with the sickening collusion in a lie. The issue isn't bullying. The issue is the false rape charge. Yes, of course there was bullying because of the lie that they allowed to continue knowing it was a lie that he was charged with rape. You don't get to that, and I I salute Ann Coulter who brought the attention uh, to me. You don't get to that until, I don't know, paragraph 20 in this New York Times piece. The school acknowledges that bullying and unkind behavior and actions taken or not by the school likely contributed to Jack's death, Lawrenceville officials wrote in a statement posted Sunday morning on the school's website. Oh unkind behavior. Not a false rape charge. They can't get themselves to speak about that. Because that's not a that's not left it's not a left wing cause, false rape charges. That's why. The left doesn't give a damn about false rape charges. Believe women, right? Believe women. You can't have both. You can't believe women in all cases and believe that there's a problem of false rape charges. The school committed to taking a series of corrective actions, including endowing a new dean's position that will be focused on mental health issues. Oh, my God. That's what they need. False rape charge, which you still don't even know about in the New York Times article. They need another dean of mental health. with the goal of becoming a model for anti-bullying and student mental health. You know what that means? To be a goal, the goal of becoming a model for anti-bullying, just more censorship. That's what it means. Me- means more more moder- moderating, not, not moderating, um, controlling behavior, be- speech. I hate bullying. I used to beat up bullies because I was always the biggest kid in my class. My father was called to, called to school on a number of occasions. You know, your son hit somebody, Dennis. Why'd you do that? Because he was bullying a kid. I never got bullied. I am one of the only human beings alive in America who could say, "Were you ever bullied?" I asked you that once. Yeah, a couple times. Before. Couple times, not, not not severely. No. Why? You, you, they just they were afraid of your intellect. Definitely not that. You don't think that was it? Sean, were you ever bullied? Rarely, but yes. Uh-huh. Did you ever
0: bully
1: anybody? Being made fun of and being bullied, is that two different Oh, that's an interesting question. Being made fun of and being bullied, are they two different things? I, yeah, they, they, I guess they, they're... Bullying always involves being made fun of, but being made fun of is not always bullying. Okay, so that answered that. So you were made fun of. I mean, I make fun of you on a regular basis. It's so. Well, not only that, not only are you used to it. It's part of your health. If I don't, you you wonder is it May Day for the for the show? Okay. Anyway, that's what they're doing. So. I'm now going to count the number of paragraphs before the only important point. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Not twentieth, tenth. The tenth paragraph in the New York Times article tells the truth. Jack was bullied over the course of a year. The school said in the statement. Oh, wait a minute, I'm wrong. They didn't even say it then. Where, where, where did they? This is crazy. Wait a minute. Uh, I'm I'm trying to find that. Yeah, oh my God. I think I was right originally. That's 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21. I was right originally. I had remembered correctly. The 21st paragraph of the article mentions that there was a persistent and untrue rumor that Jack was a rapist. How many people read 21 paragraphs in an article? We'll continue. It's a morally devolved world, the world of the New York Times. And of the elite schools, etc. This is a perfect example. A wonderful young man named Jack Reed killed himself, 17 years old, a year ago. The New York Times piece is all about the admission of the school that they didn't stop bu- the bullying of the boy. You have to go to paragraph 21 in the article. To find out what he was bullied about, which is, in my opinion, the entire issue. I continue reading. I'm not reading the whole piece. I'm reading, but I'm reading it in order. Jack was bullied over the course of a year. No reason. The school said in a statement posted on Sunday. In fact, everybody thought he was a particularly kind young man. Lawrenceville statement said that its settlement with the Reeds that's the family, was aimed at, quote, honoring Jack, taking appropriate responsibility, and instituting meaningful changes that will support the school's aspirations of becoming a model for anti-bullying and student mental health. I guess I read that. Before enrolling in Lawrenceville as a sophomore, this is New Jersey, by the way, of the school, Jack attended the Buckley School on the Upper East Side of Manhattan where he was recalled as a leader who consistently stood out for his kindness. So you still wonder, he was a leader who stood out for his kindness. Why was he bullied? Roughly 900 people attended a funeral service, Jack Perrin said, and 1,500 more watched it online. In the spring of 2021, a persistent and untrue rumor, this is it, 21st paragraph, The whole headline should be Boy Accused, Falsely Accused of Rape Commits Suicide. Shouldn't that be the headline? The lying newspaper? This is the the phony headline. Because they don't want to ever play up that there are false accusations of rape. That will offend left-wing feminists. After student suicide in an elite school says it fell tragically short. That's the headline. Not... Boy accused, falsely accused of rape, kills himself. It is a sickening world, the world of the left. There is a crisis of that. And Barack Obama is the author of the crisis on college campuses. He forced colleges to drop a way for an accused student, male student, to have legal Defense on campuses.
0: Trump restored it. Trump restored it. And and Biden is about to
1: revoke it. it. Is that right? That's right. Democratic Party is evil. It is. That doesn't mean every Democrat is evil. That's absurd. Spring of 2021, a persistent and untrue rumor that Jack was a rapist spread widely throughout the student body and led to cruel comments from some students, according to his parents. In September 2021, when he returned to school as a junior, he was nonetheless elected president of Dickinson House, one of the residential houses where the school's boarding students live. That appears to have increased animosity among some of his classmates and caused the rumor to spread further, his parents said. Hmm. He was elected president of his dorm house. And so they increased the lies. A few days after his election, the unfounded rape accusation was posted anonymously to a nationwide student run app, popular with boarding school students, Jack Parents said. The bullying spread quickly online, his parents said, and at Christmas time during a secret Santa gift exchange among Lawrenceville classmates, Jack received a rape whistle and a book about how to make friends. That's pretty despicable. By the way, there's no hint of who the person is who made the false claim. There's no hint about who did the bullying. They got away with murder. Literally. The girl who made the false rape claim is despicable. I hope she understands she is as an accessory to murder as someone who drives a drive-away car for a murderer. No, really as the murderer. Because without her, this wouldn't have happened. Believe women. That's all we're told. Believe women, right? Isn't that the motto of the feminist movement? Well, you can't have false claims and believe women, obviously. So they they believe them? Early on, with support from his parents, Jack approached school officials and asked them to intervene, leading to a school-led investigation surrounding the bullying and the sexual assault allegation. The school inquiry found that the claim was bogus. Imagine how bogus it must have been if the school acknowledged that. And a classmate involved in spreading the rumors, who was later expelled for an unrelated violation of school rules, was formally disciplined for bullying Jack, according to the school statement. And now the most important line in this disgusting article. But Lawrenceville never told Jack or his family or anyone else that the investigation had concluded that the rumors involving a sexual assault were utterly false. Did you happen to read this piece? Does this turn your stomach? they never told jack or his parents that the that they know that the the accusation was false the those who did not tell the parents should be fired they should be put on the street they should have a sign with a k on it for killer nothing will be done to them nothing And Jack is dead. 1-8 Prager 776. If you or a loved one have been falsely accused of rape, you might want to call in, or you might want to disagree with me. But I'll tell you what is not debatable. The irresponsibility of Lawrenceville High School, and particularly the New York Times... So, uh, my producer made a very interesting admission to me. He saw this article because he sees all these articles, and he saw the headline this is yesterday's New York Times after students' suicide, an elite school says it fell tragically short so he he, he just didn't bother reading the piece because the headline. Is, is utterly and totally irresponsible and deceptive. But it's the New York Times, for whom truth is not a value, unless it's you know about the number of people who, who died in an earthquake in, in Columbia, let's say. Then, then I rely on it. The whole issue is that this poor boy, 17-year-old wonderful kid, Jack Reed, committed suicide because... It went viral that he was accused of rape, and the despicable girl, despicable. I can tell you, I hate her. That's right. I hate her. I don't know who she is. If I did, I would announce her name. I don't understand why her name is not announced. They annou- why did they announce the name of the accused rapist who isn't even who hasn't even been tried in court? But they don't announce the name of the rape accuser. I don't I've never understood that. That talk about sexism. It is it, it is vile vile that you can make this accusation and stay anonymous. Let alone make this accusation and it be proven false and stay anonymous. Bet you know leftist hates, her. They hate me for publicizing the article, or the issue, I should say. I continue. The school found out after an investigation, this is the killer line. Lawrenceville never told Jack or his family or anyone else that the investigation had concluded that the rumors involving sexual assault were utterly false. And whoever did that got away with it. I find this school scummy. The school and the Reeds also tried unsuccessfully to get comments related to the sexual assault claims removed from the app. The school also acknowledged that it had erred, or erred, more specifically, on the night Jack took his life, just hours after the classmate involved in the bullying was formally expelled. Instead of being supervised as he packaged his belongings, listen to this. This is going to drive you crazy. One of the leaders in the bullying of Jack over the lie that he committed rape, they, they expelled him. Instead of being supervised as he packed his belongings, the boy was permitted to participate in a drawn-out farewell that included a final run around campus and a group photograph. He left like he was a hero. During the gathering, some students also made harsh comments about Jack inaccurately blaming him for the boy's expulsion that and then he com- then he killed himself the school said it would contribute to a foundation the Reed family had established that will focus on education and prevention of bullying makes me sick that makes me sick it's all i i can't even think of an analogy it's like You have a series of hit-and-run drivers, and then you have a foundation that works on developing better brakes for cars. Is that a good analogy? And it would make a recurring gift to a mental health organization to support research and best practices for suicide prevention. (laughs) Oh, my God, I could cry. Why did the parents go along with this? Mr. Reed said that the family also hoped to lobby for legislation in New York and New Jersey in an effort to broaden laws tied to bullying at private schools. Right, the issue is bullying. Wasn't he? Didn't kill himself because of bullying. He killed himself because of false rape charges. It's not in the headline. Lawrenceville doesn't acknowledge it. The parents aren't pursuing it. Wow. It's one of the most important articles I've read to you. The sign of our times. The broken moral compass of the New York Times. Elite schools, etc., 1-8-Prager-776. Hello, everybody. I hope you had a good weekend. That's for the crowd just joining me. Since I said it both first hour and second hour, I want to remind you that at PragerTopia you can hear all three hours of my show. The three hours are also commercial free. And that's at PragerTopia.com. You can share it with others it's really worth it. PragerTopia.com. I opened up hour one with a series of revelations about electrical vehicles, including most importantly in this article, they weigh so much more than gas-powered vehicles because of the battery, thousands of pounds more. That it's a, uh, a they they admit the biggest advocates of EVs admit a a lot more people will die or many more people will die uh, because it's harder to survive an accident with such a heavy vehicle hitting you. Uh, And same with pedestrians. And uh, there will be a real increased danger to roadways and to garages because they can't sustain that weight. A garage in Manhattan collapsed. They don't say it was directly due to EVs, but it gives you an idea of the instability of some of these garages with great weight on them. So, listen to this. This is a sign of our times. From Simple Flying. How'd you find, how did you find this piece? You don't get simple flying. I I know you well, and you let the subscription lapse a few years ago. Alaska Airlines forced to remove gendered uniforms. The order is the result of a discrimination lawsuit filed by a non-binary gender-fluid flight attendant. Have you ever had a gender-fluid flight attendant? I fly almost every week of the year. I can't say that I've seen many, you know, GFFA, GFFA, Gender Fluid Flight Attendant. I like that. It it, it resonates. Do you know any gender fluid people other than Sean? No. Sean, do you know any other uh, gender fluid people? Uh-huh. There's so many. Uh huh. It would take too long for you to name them. That's really something. The number of things I have identified, Sean, as in the course of my career, is large.
2: It
1: is a small category. That I, Nazi fluid. Yes, that's right. That's a great point. Based on our one, the number of neo-Nazi gender fluid, and let's add engineers. That's a real subsection of humanity. Gender-fluid neo-Nazi engineers. Whew. A gender discrimination lawsuit filed by Alaska Airlines flight attendant Justin Weatherall. they them, see that? <laughs> <laughs> the actual journal notes that in the state of Washington, which of course has gone mad, has been resolved after the state attorney general's office accepted a consent decree. As part of the agreement, Alaska Airlines is required to abolish gender conformance rules on flight attendant uniforms. That's what you really want your kids to see, a guy wearing a dress uh, on as a flight attendant. You have to understand, narcissism does not even approach the condition of many of these trans activists. All that matters is how I feel. That That is their motto. That is all that matters. Like Leah Thomas, the phony girl, guy who swims or swam in co- college female competitions and then they are defended. Who is this uh, w- women's uh, uh, basketball player who we traded a terrible? Brittany Griner. Brittany Griner. So she came. She's 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 a piece of work, this woman. Yeah. She's all in. Anybody should be allowed to play. Mm-hmm. So somebody wrote a, a, a response. Did you see this response on the tweet? Oh, you know I love responses. Somebody wrote, okay, so what we should do is let nba players play in the women's national basketball association. Yeah. That that would do it. How many women would be left if men were allowed into the WNBA? 0. In other words, if if male basketball male nba players, obviously not just any guy who said he's a woman. Wow, this is amazing. You know Alaska Airlines, what would you say about 20 years ago till 20 or 15 years ago used to put a biblical quote on your meal. A little a little a certificate or a little card, little card like a business card. And then the atheists complained and they stopped that. I have lived long enough to see the true devolution of the United States of America. This is an example. Alaska Airlines cannot say men wear this type of clothing and women wear this type of clothing. Could you do me a favor? Find the Deuteronomy verse that a man should not wear women's clothing. We have to. Have we? Isn't? Isn't somebody at PragerU make a bumper sticker over, over that already? Didn't somebody tell me that? Because no what was it? Just put up on. on uh, Just put it up on a sign. No. On um, on, on the internet. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think we should. I, I actually think that would be a great th- People would be curious. So you'll give me the verse. Justin took issue with the fact that Alaska Airlines policies forced flight attendants to choose either a male or female uniform and did not allow any mixing between the two. Oh. 22 5. 22, five. That's it, folks. Somebody out there, start printing bumper stickers Deuteronomy 225 but make sure you spell Deuteronomy right D E okay D E U T E R O N O M Y It's one of the five words I'm proudest of the ability to spell correctly immediately You know what another one is And that's right wow that was impressive Albuquerque if you don't come from Albuquerque, you don't know how to spell it. A L B U Q U E R Q U E. The a third word is isosceles. I want a spelling bee as a kid on isosceles. That's why I remember it. It's one of the triangles. There's what is it equilateral? Oh, th- there are three types of triangles. What's the other one? Oh man. People are yelling at their radios. Sean, quickly find it. Equilateral was it? Right, a right angle one. Yeah, but it's not the name. Isosceles is I S O S C E L E S. All right. Anyway, so he took uh, issue the this uh, trans or non-binary flight attendant. They that means he also made a special request with the airline, asking for an exception to the rule based on their... They just go run. Right obtuse. obtuse. That's the other one. Thank you. But that request was eventually denied. As part of the decree, the airline was also ordered to pay $70,000 and $40,000 in legal fees to Wetherell and the ACLU, respectively. not that beautiful? This is what the ACLU has devolved into. The story starts in June 2021 when the ACLU wrote a letter to Alaska Airlines highlighting the discrimination faced by Wetherell, a gender-fluid individual, while working for the carrier as a flight attendant. Wow... When this is the uh, this is what the letter from the ACLU to Alaska Airlines claimed. When Justin works a shift as a flight attendant and must adhere to the uniform policy, Justin faces constant misgendering. How could that be? Fifty percent of I want I want to analyze that. Okay. Well, let, let's see what they say. They feel. That they is the pronoun for Justin. They feel their gender identity and expression aren't valued or accepted, and as a result, feel forced to present as male at work. So I don't quite understand. People think Justin is a male and say, Sir, can I, can I have an, an, another beer? And, and and what does he want them? Oh, so if he wore a dress, they'd say, ma'am? They might not say anything. Yeah, they'd say, flight attendant. The struggle Justin feels to be accepted while working as a flight attendant has exacerbated their anxiety, insomnia, and depression. Maybe Justin has an insoluble problem. And it's not society's fault. But that's not possible anymore. So the entire society has to bend to a a person who has a serious mental conflict here.
2: It's
1: a very depressing article, as uh, frequently happens. There are mostly depressing articles. How Alaska Airlines has been forced by law to give uh, to first of all to pay damages to a non-binary flight attendant, meaning not male or female, and because Justin is male, to those of us who have have not bought into the fluidity issue. There are males and females in the human species, just as there are among cows and bulls. Okay? Why? The only species with sexual fluidity is the human. I don't buy it. That there are people who feel that way? Of course. So what? It doesn't make it objectively true. What, what a tragedy that a man is not required to wear a male, male clothing as a flight attendant on Alaska. The judge ruled that way because of Washington law. So let's play uh, Vivek Rawaswamy. Uh, who's he on with? Chuck Todd, Chuck Todd on NBC. Yeah, it's a, it's on this issue. Go ahead. Vivek Rabaswamy and Chuck Todd? He's to find it he doesn't have it. Uh, okay, we don't have it right now. Uh, it, it's, it's Orwellian to uh, to hear what goes on there. I, I love the way Chuck Todd says at one point, studies show yeah. that he, th- he's totally embraced the terminology. Studies show that there is, what is it, uh, fluidity? Is, did he say gender fluidity? Yeah, so. No, no, I think it's gender. There's another spectrum. term. Huh? Spectrum. spectrum. That's it. Thank you. Spectrum. Yeah. Study show. This is, this is this is what has happened to you, uh, people in America who have gone to college. You you learn not to think, you just read study show. That's the reason people bought the lockdowns. Study show they help. Okay, Here's the clip. But below the age of 18, I think it's
0: perfectly legitimate to say that we won't allow genital mutilation or chemical castration through puberty blockers you're for calling the purpose it of gender transition. But how do you know it's that? Again, how do you know? Are, are you confident that you know that gender uh, is uh, as binary as you're describing it? Are you confident that it isn't a spectrum? I am. Uh, do you know I'm. this as a scientist? Well, there's there's two X chromosomes. If you're a woman, an X and yeah. a Y. That means so you're a lot of scientific research. Okay, wait, wait. This was
1: priceless. A, are you a scientist? Like so, no. b- b- by, the way, by the way, you have to be a scientist to know there are two sexes. But let's say he was a scientist. It wouldn't mean a damn thing to Chuck Todd. When when we provided thousands of scientists against lockdowns, it meant nothing to Chuck Todd or any leftist. So it's a phony statement. They only believe the scientists they want to believe. So it's irrelevant that uh, Vivek Rawesvami is not a scientist. And anyway, you have to be a scientist to know there are two sexes. Isn't that mind-boggling? And then he says, "Well, wait a minute. I just know about XY chromosomes and double and double X chromosomes. That's that's all I need to know. XY is male, double X is female. That's it." It's true for every other species of animal on the planet if they have chromosomes like us anyway. Okay, continue
0: research out there that says gender is a spectrum there you go that was it i remembered and
1: you were right on spectrum research out there Uh uh-huh research out there says gender is a spectrum go ahead
0: dysphoria for most of our history all the way through the DSM-5 has been characterized as a mental health disorder and I don't think it's compassionate to affirm that I think that's cruelty when a kid is crying out for help mm-hmm. what they're asking for is you gotta ask the question of what else is going wrong at home what else is going wrong at school let's be compassionate and get to the heart of that rather than playing this game as though we're actually changing right. our medical understanding I, for the I, last I go back years. to this if a parent is dealing with a child that has these that yes. they may have these issues Trust me, the parent—the last thing they want to do is consider something like this. But if that is what they think could help their child pursue happiness, or they not to kill themselves,
1: I—why take away that I, I option again? Wait, 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 why it, take what? away their options? Wait, 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 wait. This is so interesting. Let me tell you something, Chuck Todd. In in states run by Democrats, if a parent says to the child, child's eight girl says I'm a boy and the parent says no you're not you're a girl and she goes to the school and says my parents say I'm a girl there is a good chance that the parents will be in trouble they are not affirming her gender identity and the school and the psychologist and the the psychiatrists will all affirm her identity you're really a boy There are parents who have lost custody of their child because they didn't accept the lie that the girl is a boy. There's no such thing. A girl isn't a boy. A girl could feel she's a boy. But but, by the way, what does that even mean? An 8-year-old or even a 15-year-old or a 35-year-old? Does a woman know what it means to be a man? Does a man know what it means to be a woman? I'm, I'm supposed to buy this gigantic idiocy? Is there one person listening to this who knows what it means to be the other sex? You can imagine what it means, but you can't know what it means. It's not possible. It it proves, it really does prove that if something is repeated enough, it doesn't matter how absurd, how untrue, people will believe it. Chuck Todd is a living example of the sheep. Oh, they say that's a spectrum. Mm -hmm. Ten years ago, did he know the word spectrum with regard to sex? If I'd have said to Chuck Todd ten years ago, you know, people are on a spectrum. Some think they're male, some think female. And objectively speaking, we're just on a spectrum. He wouldn't know what you were talking about. He buys the line. Who in the media doesn't? Who in mainstream media doesn't? And and by the way, and, and would say so and keep their job. We continue. The Dennis Prager Show. That's the best Pragertopia. Any show anytime you want. Commercial free. Goes back ten years too. Hey everybody, Dennis Prager here. And I'm going to go to my guest in a moment. I want to thank all those calling in, telling me that there are actually six types of triangles. Once again, Sean misled me. <laughs> As fluid, not so I can only say that it is clear that triangles are gender fluid. You talk about fluidity, man. Triangles. That's right. Equilateral isosceles, scalene, acute, right, and obtuse. Oh! You know, I feel bad for my guest. She really thought this was a serious show. And, and then and then comes on once in her life and hears this. Uh, Melissa Hawley, do you forgive me? I, I do. <laughs>
4: <laughs> yes, I do.
1: By the way, you can see Melissa at... Where do people go to watch the show? Salem News Channel. Okay. Melissa.
4: You can can find me on SovSouls, S-O-V-S-O-U-L-S dot U-S.
1: Oh, good. That's very important. S-O-V, is that short for Soviet?
4: That's short for sovereign.
1: (laughs) It might as well be short for Soviet. That's what we're coming to. At this point, yes. Yes, that's right. Yeah. Melissa Hawley was at the Capitol on January 6th. She spent time in prison. Uh was it prison or jail? I have I I was not arrested,
4: thankfully. I uh I had the feds come to my house twice and then they made me uh meet with them at the FBI building and be questioned with my attorney. Fortunately, I was not charged or arrested, so that was um you know such a blessing I was there as media and I was able to show them my media badge immediately when they came so I don't know if that helped but they, they did ask for all of my footage from that day and uh, so I you know at that point a- after my experience coming home on that day and listening to the news and hearing how it was being portrayed which was not at all what I had experienced you know I, I knew they're they're coming for us all you know this is this is where we're going now, and so I have been fighting for the J6 defendants and their families ever since then for the past couple of years, and I've, I've really just dedicated my life to that at this point.
1: Well, that's why I'm having you on, because you are dedicating your life. I just want to say, probably the saddest thing I've ever said in my 40 years of radio, the United States of America has political prisoners. Is that overstated, or is that accurate in your opinion?
4: No, I, I, yeah, I, I call them political hostages because that's that's what they are. I mean, we're dealing with a weaponized uh, Department of Justice, a weaponized government who is taking it out on American citizens for, uh, you know, their political standing. And it's it's just disgusting what's going on. They're they're ruining families. They are ruining people's lives all for the sake of, you know, their agenda.
1: Because they hate them. That's all it really is. It, 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 it's just a way of fighting uh, the right wing or Trump supporters or anyone who questioned the the last election results, presidential results. So, give us an example. Because I've actually had some prisoners on my on my show who were allowed to make a call. Give us an example of somebody whom you. W- believe is truly a political prisoner
4: well i mean there's so many it's it's hard to it's really hard to pick out just one i know that you've had a uh, jonathan malice on your right, show yes yes he's become a friend um i've i've done quite a few interviews with him well and... why don't you, you well, let's
1: use him as an example fine so tell me if i have it correctly he has never even had a bail hearing correct in over two years how is that possible
4: It's, you know, I I say it all the time, Uh, D.C. is a foreign country, and they are not following the Constitution, and that's why they will not allow a change of venue in any of these cases, and and they have all put forth motions to do so, and they've all been turned down.
1: Okay, I'm going to come back to you in a moment. Uh, And again, how do they contact you? Because this is an important cause.
4: They can, they can go to my website, which is Souls. Sov is short for sovereign, S-O-V-Souls, S-O-U-L-S, dot U-S.
1: Excellent. We'll be back in a moment with Melissa Holy. The Dennis Prager Show. Dennis Prager here. Thanks for listening to the daily Dennis Prager podcast. To hear the entire three hours of my radio show, commercial-free, every single day, become a member of PragerTopia.